What's up, everybody? It's your boy, D-Roy. This is the Doghouse Fantasy Football Podcast. It is early in the morning. That is why I may sound a little bit quieter than usual. But any which way, here's your final walkthrough for Week 12. So this is the final walkthrough. I have everything broken down. As of this podcast, I have not emailed anybody any of this. So, but by the time you guys get this, I'll have this all out. All out, all ready for you. All snuggled into your mailboxes. So... It's kind of tight how many players, you know, how many options and stuff. Now, quarterback that you're going to see, you're going to see my cash game ones. I only have three um, that I have any any certain amount of trust in uh, for your 50-50s. Um, and then, of course, you know, you have your GPP ones. Um, it's just... I mean, it's good. It's good for cash, but they're going to be they're going to be a little bit higher owned probably than what you're used to um, on any given week. Um, running backs, especially in cash, um, there's only a certain amount that I really am willing to trust. Wide receivers, wide receiver. Um, you can. You know, you've you've got your higher end guys, but most of the, most of the guys that I'm using, utilizing cash are in the mid range and down. Um, aside from one, and of course that's going to be you know Michael Thomas, but um, and then uh, tight end really didn't. There's nothing. There's nothing that really really stands out. Um. Oh, I guess there is ones that stand out. It's the ones that are in good spots, but um, nothing to wear. 
you really think anybody's going to pop off and and destroy the slate. But um, we're going to go through this. Um, it should be fairly quick. Um, and, yeah, we'll start a quarterback. First guy on the board, Matt Ryan. Safest quarterback on the board this week facing Tampa Bay Buccaneers secondary. Um, should have no issues reaching 20 points, um, which is what we would like out of our quarterback week in, week out in cash. Um, you add in the fact that it's quite possible that Tampa can keep up in this game and put a lot of pressure on the Falcons, and you get a quarterback that has a lot of upside. It's harder to run. It's harder to run against Tampa than it is to pass, so Matt Ryan is an obvious play. Uh, next guy on the board is actually going to be Baker Mayfield, who's facing the Miami Dolphins this week. Um, I am more on Nick Chubb this week. Um, but, like I said, it's there's not a lot of quarterbacks that you can really trust in a matchup against Miami. Um it's kind of one of those, yeah, he may not he may not get get us where we need to as far as like the 20 points. He may end up at, you know, 15 to 18 based on the fact that they can almost totally run this game out. Um, but it's a safe, it's a safe, you know, 15, 18 points. So... Um, doesn't cost a lot across the board. Uh, DK is very, very uh, nicely priced over there. Just isn't going to kill you um, on there. Now, he does have the explosion factor if they really, really want to try and get this offense back on track, uh, at least the passing game. So um, I, do, I don't hate it whatsoever. Um, but if I can, I'm trying to pay up for Ryan. Uh, but if I can't, then I'll take the savings with Baker. Uh, last for cash is Derek Carr. We're facing the Jets defense. Lost more points through the air than on the ground. Um, so that's going to funnel everything a little bit more through Derek Carr and through his, uh, passing, uh, pass receiving options. So, um, He's been coming along the last few weeks, so he's definitely somebody that we can trust. He's not, you know, forcing the ball, causing any turnovers. So, like him in this spot here, and I do like the, I do like this Oakland, uh, New York Jets game for uh, points as well, as I think the Jets are going to play along, and uh, could be one of the sneaky shootouts outside of where everybody's looking with the Atlanta-Tampa Bay game. Um, so, And that, and that kind of goes with the Cleveland-Miami game, too. Miami can actually play, <coughs> can play along uh, because Cleveland is continues to lose defenders uh, or at least pass rushers. So uh, Ryan Fitzpatrick should have all day back there. Um, and... So there's my Ryan Fitzpatrick take that I've already done. 
Um, he is included in GPP. Uh, he's the cheapest guy for the most part across the board. So, um, I don't hate him. Uh, he is incredibly high risk. And I'd probably rather pay up, but if you got some balls, so you can put it in there. Uh, if you want to try and stack up that game, I think you can actually stack it up from the Baker side. But uh might actually make more sense to stack it up from the Ryan Fitzpatrick side and just use some of the uh, wide receiver options from Cleveland. Um, topic GPP is actually Jameis Winston, always in play, always at risk. Uh, Atlanta's defense has looked good the past couple of weeks. Um, but in the end, when you have a quarterback like Jameis Winston that's going to put up a ton of volume, uh, more, and we're talking way more volume than uh, what Atlanta has seen the last couple of weeks, uh, just for the plain simple fact that Tampa generally will fall behind uh, a little bit earlier, and then they'll play catch-up. And then what happens is they just kind of just stick with the pass and just completely abandon the run uh, almost altogether. So take a look at Winston. Always turnover risk in there, um, but he's always an option. Uh, next on the list, we got Sam Darnold. It's a bad Oakland secondary. Um, oh, Darnold has been getting into a rhythm uh, after he had a couple of terrible weeks. So um, when you look at all his pass receiving options, they're all in good spots. So um, it, like it, like I kind of mentioned, uh, I like the Jets-Raiders game to kind of shoot out. Um, and I the the Raiders have shown that they can go from west to east and not, you know, come in fatigued, come in stalling. So they they should play along in this matchup. <coughs> um, we talked about Fitz Magic already. So um, next on list, I, I'm not fully in love with this play. But I see it, um, and I think it's an option, um, and that's Jeff Driscoll. Like I said, I'm not in love with it, but there's no no denying what we saw last week. You know, he had like 200 yards. He had like two year, two blah, 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 two hundred yards passing, but he also had like fifty yards rushing. So um, he's getting the job done through the air and on the ground. Should be able to take advantage of the Washington Redskins uh, defense. You will notice in the running backs that I do not list both Scarsborough whatsoever because I think you're still going to end up seeing a bit of Ty Johnson. You're going to definitely see J.D. McKissick in this game. Um, and then you also have Driscoll, who can, who showed, you know, even last week, he, he'll, take a, he'll take a touchdown away at the goal line uh, by running it in himself. So um, if there's a guy that I would rather take a shot on 
in an offense. I'll take I'll take the quarterback that runs in that offense versus a former 2018 draft pick who um, was not rated fairly highly, was uh, rated in my draft guide last season one spot above my favorite whipping boy, uh, Kalen Bellage. So if you're all willing to listen to me about how much Kalen Bellage sucks, I don't know why you can't listen to me about both Scarsboroughs sucking. All you have to do is type in 2017 uh, Alabama Crimson Tide, both Scarsboro, and what you will see, if, as long as you don't get the, you know, edited, uh, like, you know, the Heisman campaign type videos. Um, it, what you'll see, though, is you'll see a tall, uh, bigger running back but he's very, very slow, and he needs he needs lanes like completely opened up, just like Balaj does, and he doesn't catch any passes. So, I mean, he's good. He's good right down along goal line, but his prices his prices up, except for like over on DK, he's really cheap. But there's a couple of different options that I'd rather have than both Scarsborough. And one of them is Jeff Driscoll at quarterback. So uh, definitely take a look at there. Um, and I have my feelings on his pass catching targets. I've only included I, I've included two, but seriously, I'm I've talked about three. Um, Sunday night football options. I think you could take a shot on Aaron Rodgers. GPP only. Uh, San Fran has not faced. A quarterback of Rogers caliber yet this season so you know it's a complete shot in the dark this game I don't know if it makes it to the 47 and a half to be honest with you um, and San Francisco really should not be favored in that Sunday night football game um, but I get it they're nine and one uh, versus eight and two team um, but they're incredibly injured in that game so, overall, if I was to look at Sunday Night Football, there's probably probably only about one or two guys that I would even trust in cash um, for Yahoo and Fantasy Draft, and we'll get to them at wide receiver. Um, but otherwise, everything else would be GPP only this week, so... Uh, running backs, uh, top of the heap, only because of price on FanDuel, which is kind of ridiculous here, uh, is actually Derrick Henry. Now, it's ridiculous because Derrick Henry should never be above Al- Alvin Kamara. Um, but he is. He is in the spot, and that's only on FanDuel. Everywhere else he's below. It's actually quite considerably below a lot on DK in fantasy draft. Um, But he is an option. He's second to Christian McCaffrey, but you are saving $2,100 off of the McCaffrey price that 
and McCaffrey is still a guy that everybody's going to try and jam in against um, the New Orleans Saints front seven, and I don't really know why. I don't. I don't know why everybody feels the need that they have to jam that shit in. But uh, but they're going to try to do it. It's ridiculous. It's a ridiculous price. Um, especially considering the fact that the total's gone down. And New Orleans has actually gone up as far as a favorite. New Orleans is going to run all fucking day at Carolina and keep them off the field. Because, um, I mean, it, it, just look at the Atlanta game last week. You don't you don't think New Orleans could do the same thing? Christian McCaffrey is not going to get that 27 points. He's not going to get that 27, 30 points. He's definitely not getting the 30 points that you need um, to get value. So I hate the price on Derrick Henry on FanDuel, but I don't hate it as far as when you compare it to Christian McCaffrey and everybody trying to jam it in. Derrick, Derrick Henry's in a great spot. Now he won't catch any passes, so he is better off on the half-point PPR sites, but when you're getting a discount on the full-point PPR sites that you are, um, then he's definitively in play. Uh, famous favorite running back this week, Alvin Kamara, comes in uh, third, second, second, and second. So he's priced right up at the top, but again, you're getting an incredible savings off CMC. And it wrote chalk as fuck, but guess what? You're going to lock him in for cash against the shitty Carolina front that bleeds points to running backs. Um, and you're going to get the PPR points too. So <coughs> Everybody's on him. Makes sense. It's a great spot. Don't fade him. Um, if you want to take a shot on fading him in GPP, that's fine. Um, but... Uh, He could absolutely go nuclear here. And he should actually score 30 points this week. So, have fun. Uh, next on the list, we got Nick Chubb. I love him, love him, love him. He's going to be low on because uh, everybody's going to shift towards Kamara, uh, CMC, and Henry. Um, so, as far as ownership, he's more of a GPP play. Um but I like I love him this week against Miami. He's fallen under the radar because everybody's kind of looking at the Baker Mayfield and Odell Beckham. Um, so I think he's he's not necessary for cash. But if you want to use him in cash, um, save a little bit of money. I have no issues there whatsoever. But reality, you're only going to be saving yourself. About 200 bucks on FanDuel, and then you're paying actually more for Nick Chubb than you are in De for Derrick Henry on the other sites. So um, that's why I would go Derrick Henry instead of Chubb and Cash. But um, but he's good. I mean, if you could fit all three in there, that'd be awesome. But I don't know if you could actually pull that one off. So we'll see what's going on here. But uh, next on the list, 
as Le'Veon Bell has a really good matchup um, against Oakland. Uh, the price on Yahoo is ridiculous, where he is 20 bucks. He is, so you're getting basically like a $10 savings off the top, guys. Um, so if you're going to give me basically a 33% discount um, on Le'Veon Bell, I'm going to go ahead and take, uh, take advantage of that. Um, he's also only, you know, he's 7300 on on FanDuel, which is uh, about $900 less and then Nick Chubb. And then you come over to, but it, I like him. I like him on DK, and I want to get the full point PPR right. So he's sixty four hundred over there. He's thirteen. He's two spots behind uh, Derrick Henry's. You would save five hundred dollars off Derrick Henry essentially, um, just in comparison. Not saying to go ahead and do this, but on fantasy draft you're actually paying a little bit more. You're paying that six hundred bucks more uh, than Derrick Henry on there. So keep that in mind uh, if you need to go down a little bit more. Then uh, Le'Veon Bell is definitely in play. Um, and then last, and this is more of a cash last GPP play, and that would be. Uh, Darius Geis. Now, he's not going to get the backfield by himself. You're going to end up seeing Adrian Peterson and um, quite possibly Chris Thompson, but they haven't, even when Chris Thompson's been available, they haven't really taken advantage of using him. Um, so this is really a spot for Geis to shine against uh, the Detroit Lions, who we like to, who we like to attack. And uh, basically, this kid is a touchdown pro- possibility on any on any carry in any touch that you give him against Detroit. This kid is that good. Anybody who watched last week, <clears throat> he took that little that little screen pass and he took it for forty plus yards for a touchdown, and he was killing people on the way down. So, <clears throat> I don't let people, basically, since this is about similar price as both Scarsboro, uh, I'm going to let people die on the, on the both Scarsboro chalk this week and use Geis as, the, as my pivot. It's a little bit riskier. Um, but I like what I see out of the kid. I've always liked what I've seen out of this kid. I've been waiting for this kid. And maybe that's part of the reason why I'm using him. It's because I've been waiting these last two seasons to use him. But uh, I'm going to take a shot at him. I think he's going to be good this week. So just hope that he doesn't get re-injured. GPP, we have Saquon Barkley. Now, I'm hesitant to use him because he's been hurt basically all year. He always comes up lame. Uh, Took him, what did he have? 12, 12 carries for one yard or three yards uh, a week or two ago. Um, was not listed on the injury report, and he's going against uh, Chicago Bears, who have started to bleed points to running backs ever since uh, Akeem Hicks went down a few weeks ago. And then that's when 
that's when the rushing started opening up. Now, they are still technically right around the middle of the pack as far as DVOA. Um, but you can see it. Is uh, it week, about week six or seven? They really just started bleeding out points. And they're getting a little bit worse each week. So um, I'm probably not going to use him, but I'd feel shitty if I did not list him, considering the fact that uh, my running back roster this week is really small. Um, so he's going to be incredibly low-owned for the most part. Um because people are going to latch on to the other running backs that are around a similar price. But you're never you're never going to get a under 8K Saquon Barkley very often. So uh, sometimes you have to take advantage of that. Uh, last but not least, i got Kareem Hunt, who would be the backmate to Nick Chubb. Um, he's going to rely a little bit more on um, catches than, it, than, say, carries. So... Um, Unless Cleveland is running away with it, uh, you're not going to really see a lot of carries out of him um, because they do still give Nick Chubb like the vast majority of carries. So they're giving him about the 80% of the carries. So, um, But I do like Kareem Hart in this spot. Could go overlooked. Um, and he's, he's actually relatively cheap. Um on a couple of sites, like say uh, FanDuel and Fantasy Draft are where he's the best. Uh, across the board, you're looking at 33, 22, 20, and 35 as far as uh, spot, you know, the the uh, most expensive running backs. Um, on Yahoo and DK, he's priced up a little bit. A little bit too high at 22 and 20, but, you know, it's just another option if you look at that game. But I think if you're using Kareem Hunt, like I said, you're really expecting that game to be blown out. Um, and not have him really be a total part of it until, like, the second half. So... I don't hate the play, but it's a it's a rather risky play. Um, but it is Miami. The running backs, you know, could take a pass reception for a long touchdown. I'll have I'll have shares, but probably only like one or two, you know, across the board. So um, Sunday night football, Aaron Jones, Tevin Coleman. Way to beat San Francisco is really. By you know pass catching running backs, so um, Jones is definitely in play. Uh, if anybody like Kenny on Drake against him, then you're really gonna love Aaron Jones. Um, and then you do have Tevin Coleman on the other side. Now Matt Breida is doubtful for this game again, so um, I know Tevin Coleman's been bad, uh, but Green Bay. Green Bay is well documented to be poor against 
running backs as well. So um, I don't think it's a bad play. GPP only? Oh, hell yeah. All right, wide receivers. Top of the list, Michael Thomas. This is Cash. Uh, anybody more more consistent in the wide, wide receiver position? I'll wait for your answer. Uh, and the answer is no. It's Michael Thomas this season. Uh, next on the list, we have Odell Beckham. He's a bit cheaper than Michael Thomas. He's in a really, really good spot. He's, no matter who you talk to, everybody's on Odell, you know, breaking out here finally. Um, shitty team, great spot, uh, pretty decently priced, especially on uh, FanDuel and Yahoo, so that's where I'm really willing to take the risk on him in cash. Now, he's probably going to come in a lot higher on than what you really, really want um, because of the price discount on those two sites. Um, DK in fantasy draft, he might be a little lower owned. Um, as pe- I think people probably shift up to Thomas, but it all depends um, because... Beckham is actually $2,300 cheaper on DK. And then he is, let's see here, he's $3,100 cheaper on Fancy Draft. So the price savings the price savings alone um, are going to make his value, or going to make his ownership go up. Good spot. Can really go off. Can take it in one. One reception, that's all it takes. So... Um, DJ Chark uh, put in here when Nick Falls comes in and targets, targets Chuck as much. Chark as much or more than Minshew, I'm sold. So it's going to be consistent. He's very much in a value range, so uh, or value mid-range, so I like him there. Um, next we have Calvin Ridley. Uh, the spot I really like him is on FanDuel. Um... DK's price isn't too bad over there, but he is priced up a bit on Fancy Draft and on Yahoo, so I might skip him right there for, as an option. Uh, one of the guys would probably jam in there would be Jamison Crowder. They they don't they don't price him up. I don't know why. He sits in the mid to low 20 range so uh, definitely a value option there across the board I wouldn't be afraid of it (coughs) take advantage of it Uh, next on the list we have DJ Moore Um, he's been Kyle Allen's dude he's fairly priced across the board Uh, but I do prefer his price a little bit on FanDuel um But I like him more on full-point PPR sites in terms of value. Um, The price is good on FanDuel, but you're still going to really want that touchdown in there. And we're talking about the New Orleans Saints here, so um, we don't know if Lattimore is going to be there or if he's going to be covered by P.J. Williams. Uh, Nevertheless... Um, 
he's still going to get high target volume, and that's what you're really paying for. So um, I like him in this spot, but if you're unsure of it, you can definitely pass. Uh, next, we have the the twin billing, the Tyrell Williams and Hunter Renfro. Uh, I prefer, if I can, I'd rather use the wide receiver one against the Jets. Um, but if you need the savings, then Renfro's definitely in play. Uh, slot receivers are uh, good against the Jets just as much. So don't be afraid of him um, in this spot, and you're getting a hell of a price, um, especially over at DK and Fantasy Drafts. So uh, need the savings. Go with Hunter Renfro. Just leave it for like your last wide receiver spot, and then move on from there. Uh, yeah. So uh, next on the list, we got Golden Tate. He's consistent. We like slot wide receivers against the Bears and Buster Screen. Um, so Golden Tate's definitely in play. And then last for cash, I uh, have Devontae Parker. He's doing it. He's doing it week in and week out, and he still is. 37, 38, 38, and 36 across the board as far as uh, highest-priced wide receivers. So his price isn't going up. You get a terrific value on him uh, for the production, and especially in a game against Cleveland uh, where he's going to be targeted plenty because he has like a he has like a 25% target share on that offense. So ridiculous. <clears throat> GPP, we start with Julio Jones. Um, this is the part of the three-part series of my But Seriously Dude Can You series. Uh, Julio Jones should destroy Tampa this week. But seriously, dude, can he get in the fucking end zone already? Next on that list is Mike Evans. He's getting plenty of targets. But seriously, dude, can you use your hands to catch? Chris Godwin, next on the list. He's been involved in the offense, but seriously, dude, can you score more than 12 points each week? That's why they're in GPP and not in cash. So, um, Allen Robinson should be in cash, especially on fantasy draft. Fantasy draft, I think he's a cash play. Um... But on the other side, so I'm just going to go ahead and just keep him in uh, GPP. And that's based more on uh, Mitch Trubisky than it is on Allen Robinson. The talent with Robinson, you can really bank on. Like, f- fantasy draft, he's 24th uh, highest-priced wide receiver. But on the other side, he's 10, 15, and 14. So you get a hell of savings over there. Uh, Tyler Lockett is next. Uh, but I am predicting a slow-plotting, run-heavy game this week, uh, which means that his limited opportunities will be even more limited. Uh, he is coming back from injury, so whether or not he'll produce is another thing. Okay, now see, here now we have Marvin Jones. And I want to talk about this just a shade. Uh, Driscoll has been really liking him the last couple weeks. Now, this could also be purely on matchup. Okay, so K 
Kenny Galladay the last couple weeks has not had a very good matchup. Um, which means that the target share that we've been seeing lately the past couple of weeks could be solely upon the fact that Galladay has just had terrible, terrible matchups, right? Well, Kenny Galladay gets into a good matchup, actually, this week, and I don't care what uh, the DVOA says uh, on wide receiver ones. Um, Kenny Galladay is way, way better than anything that the Washington Redskins could throw in that secondary. So, even though I don't have Kenny Galladay listed, he's in play. It it really comes down to what you think about what I just said. You know, where he's had the good mat, he's had the bad matchups the past couple weeks. Driscoll's come in. Why would they risk it? Uh, throwing Galladay the biscuit those last two weeks, but it, you know you get it. You get a spot this week where <clears throat> his upside trumps anything that his, the opponents can do, and I think Galladay's in play too. Now you see. Now you see why I tell you to listen to this podcast while you're doing the article in the spreadsheet. Because I can explain it a little bit better here than on paper. So, uh, next on the list, Odell's in a good spot. Jarvis Landry's in his revenge spot. So, uh, Landry would be good for cash if it wasn't for the fact that Odell Beckham had had the really good matchup. And they're trying to really get Odell the ball more than they are Landry. So Landry being the second fiddle, um, he's going to be more GPP. I do like the spot. He is rather cheap. Uh, it's not too bad. Um, there's one site where he comes in like, there's like two sites actually where he comes in about the same price. So you'd have your own pivot on the team. Okay, here it is. Um, so on FanDuel, he's only a th- 100 bucks less than Odell. Uh, he's actually 2 bucks more on Yahoo. $700 less on DK. And $1,600 less on Fantasy Draft. So he's actually an all-natural pivot on the same team. Uh, for GPP, if you want to get weird, but Odell's actually got more of the upside um, than Landry. Landry's going to have to still probably get a couple of more catches before um, he's going to be able to hit any value that uh, Odell has. Uh, last but certainly not least, we have Robbie, Robbie Anderson. I only put him in there just so I, I had to put him in there you know, one or two lineups to fuck those lineups up. Uh, he is not required for a jet stack. I would rather use, I'm going to be completely honest, I would rather use Jamison Crowder and Ryan Griffin before I use Robbie Anderson. He's just not getting targeted. Um, 
So Robbie Anderson is really going to have to show up um, to really do anything. So it's a really good spot. But I don't think you really need him. His price is fucking low, though. He's so dirt cheap. Dirt fucking cheap. Uh, Sunday night football options. You have Devontae Adams and Debo Samuel. I like both of them. Um, I like Adams over on DK. His price is really, really low. Um, so I think he's definitely a play there. If you're running a, if you're going to do a Sunday through K, uh, Monday cash, uh, he'd be awesome over there. Um, otherwise, I'd like him better on cash uh, for the Sunday only over on fantasy draft. Uh, Debo is Debo. Uh, he's pretty he's pretty cheap across the board. Uh, he is still listed as questionable, but he's uh, expected to play, so I'm not too worried about that. Moving on to tight end, top guy to pay for it, cash if you can is going to be Zach Ertz against the Seattle Seahawks. Um, I'm not even going to think about it. And what I would probably do is. work down from Ertz and work down into the value range. I do it that way, so just install Ertz right away and then just kind of work your lineup and see how you like it. If not, then move down to the next guy like Ryan Griffin. He's kind of pricey. Uh, He should not be priced up this high, but he's had, he's had the rapport with Sam Tarnold, so I mean, you really can't argue with the production that you've been getting. Next on the list, um, <laughs> some people like James Washington and Jalen Samuels this week. I'm going to give you the correct Pittsburgh Steeler, and it's Vance McDonald. Um, next, Jason Witten. Not going to be. He's not sexy, but he's not going to kill you in a matchup against the uh, New England Patriots if you need to keep paying down. Uh, last but certainly not least in the paydown is going to be Mike Gazicki. Um He's my paydown shot in the dark because outside of Parker, he should be the one who's next in line for targets. And it is not a bad matchup against the um, Cleveland Browns. So... Yeah, that would be my pay down. Like I said, I Miami's gonna Miami's gonna shoot, try and shoot it, shoot this one out with them. <clears throat> so that's why I'll take a shot on Gazeki there. Uh, GPP is Darren Waller. Um, it's it's a really great spot for him, uh, but it's a little risky because of the cost. If you're paying. The, if you're paying for Waller's price, you might as well just lock in Ertz um, rather than Waller. Just for the plates of effect that Ertz is getting targeted, uh, double digit, you know, getting the double digit targets week in, week out now. <coughs> Mostly because Carson Wentz does not like his wide receiver options. Derek Carr on the other end, on the other side, he will utilize his wide receiver options. So Darren Waller could end up. Uh, by the wayside in there. So 
and then our last tight end is TJ Hawkinson. Uh, he's failed us before, but at least he's doing it for fucking cheap. So there you go there. Sunday Night Football options, it's going to be either George Kittle or Ross Dwelly. That is right, kids. George Kittle may play against Green Bay. He's actually expected to play against Green Bay. Uh, last I heard last night. So, uh, but risk for cash. Um, and I did include Dwelly just in case Kittle wouldn't play. But uh, tight ends tight ends are getting at Green Bay too. So, um, yeah, man, it sucks. kind of wish that game was on the main slate. On the real main slate with FanDuel and DraftKings. Because then I would actually go with George Kittle. We'd actually know, you know, earlier in the day if Kittle was going to play or not. So it is what it is. Defenses. You're going to start at Pittsburgh and work down. Um, Ryan Finley sucks. Ryan Finley sucks. That's why you're not going to use Tyler Boyd, because I don't give a fuck if he's bitching up a storm. It's still Ryan fucking Finley trying to get him the fucking ball. They should kill him. They should kill Cincinnati this week. So, looking to bounce back from last week's loss. Should beat the shit out of the Bengals. Uh, New Orleans Saints, uh, he's actually really safe play. Looking for turnovers out of Kyle Allen. Um, I am not afraid to CMC at all. And then you have the Seattle and Philadelphia game, <coughs> which I think are perfect pay down options. You could take you could take either side. It's whatever you need. Um, if you need the price savings, definitely go. If you want to go all the way down, go all the way down to Eagles. Um, they've been playing well the last couple of weeks. You have Seattle coming in off the bye from the West Coast. So um, I'd, I would expect them to try and ground a pound and get this game done as quickly as possible. Um, I don't think you're going to have to really worry about any type of shootout. So that's my two cents. Uh, GPP may take a shot on the Bears, but they're very hyped. High cost. Um, they haven't not actually been terrible this year. It's just they haven't been getting the turnovers. And Daniel Jones provides them with that opportunity for turnovers. So um, definitely could take a shot there, especially if you're not buying into Saquon this week. Uh, next on the list, you have Buffalo Bills. They're going to be at home against Brandon Allen and the Denver Broncos. Um Brandon Allen really started showing regression last week in the second half, so it's quite possible that we are seeing his downswing. Um, and he actually get a nice, really nice price on uh, Yahoo for them. So, uh, Last but not least, Atlanta Falcons, because your defense is always in play against Jameis Winston and the Tampa Bay Bucks because they're always good for turnovers. But that's it. Um, I will have this out this morning. 
in your guys' mailboxes, and then I'll have, of course, the uh, podcast out, <coughs> which you're probably listening to now, so I don't know why I'm saying it. Um, but if I have any updates, and there quite possibly could be uh, for Saturday night, I will update the article um, and let everybody know. Uh, so please try to pay attention to your mailboxes. Um, at least Sunday morning. I don't. I don't foresee anything happening for Sunday morning, but just in case, because I am in Chicago all day, so I won't have any time to update until tonight. Uh, if I do the update, I'm gonna definitely do it tonight uh, before Sunday morning. Um. But yeah, so if there is anything on Sunday, it's probably something really big, and I don't think anything that really affects us uh, is going to affect us on Sunday. So good luck, get them lineups built, have fun, and uh, I'll talk to you guys later.